On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the Sixers are still in the All-Star break, but one of their former players now long removed from the team and the city is trending right now for all the wrong reasons. Ben Simmons will tell you why he's trending, and again, for all the wrong reasons, next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make every moment more. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose. Visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on today to get started. What's up, Keith? Nada. What's up, D? How you doing, brother? Still the all-star break, man. Still hanging in there. Still just, you know, kicking it. No big deal. Getting ready for the second part of the season. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. I know you are. I know you're enjoying this time off a little bit right here, but hey, we got a lot to get into on this one. So let's get started. As we uh, want to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. Welcome. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co host and partner, Sixers Beat Writer from TheInquire.com, the great Keith Pompey. We want to thank you all for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. And remember, every day, Locked On. 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76 Well, Keith, listen, man, a lot of people, let's just say it like this first, because you know how a lot of people, why are you on the Sixers feed talking about Ben Simmons? Well, Keith, in social media and radio terms and podcast terms, whenever you say Ben Simmons in the city of Philadelphia or around any Sixer fans around the country, it's a it's a hot topic immediately. People love to watch what's going on when certain players leave. He is not exempt from that. And things have turned for the worse for him. We'll talk about why he's trending for all the wrong reasons. Later on, we'll ask, is he fixable? And also, an Eastern Conference team, the Atlanta Hawks, fired their coach, Nate McMillan, on Tuesday. And what that means, again, for the 76ers as they get ready for the stretch run of the year. But first, Keith, a story was out. Some quotes and stuff are out there about Ben Simmons, one of them being the infamous playoff run that the Sixers lost to the Atlanta Hawks, led by Nate McMillan as the interim coach at that time, if you remember, Keith, as he was uh, spearheading things for that team, making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And there was a quote about, if you remember, the Philadelphia 76ers folks played the Washington Wizards in round one. And when they did so, there was a hack of Ben portion where Scott Brooks was fouling Ben Simmons for a few straight possessions because of his poor free throw shooting. Doc Rivers eventually had to start taking him off the floor because it was slowing the game down. It was taking a lot of time and he wasn't making his free throws. Ben Simmons said to Bradley Beal, according to a story uh, from a longtime NBA reporter who Keith and I both like, when that happened, Ben and Beal had this sort of animated conversation. Ben said, I'm tired of you bleepers fouling me on purpose, man. I'm going to step up here and knock these two down. $5,000 says I will. To which Bill replied, you want to make that 20? <laughs> and then he went up there and bricked one 
I don't think he said another word. That's a, that's a paragraph in the story recounting what took place in that 2019-20 playoff series there. It was the 20 series, actually, 2020-21 series. And the Sixers were the number one seed. The Hawks knocked them off in that semifinal matchup. Keith, you remember it all too well. I remember it too. Sixer fans remember it, and they can't stand Ben Simmons. They never forgive him for that particular run for the Sixers in that year. Keith, he's he's in a bad place, man. He he really is in a bad place. And as I said, he's trending right now for all the wrong reasons. Nothing good is happening when it comes to Ben Simmons right now. No, nah, it's, it's not. It, it's kind of like a sad situation when you think about it. I mean, I know a lot of people laughing. You you keep chuckling. But uh, it's one it's to me it's sad because how do you go from being a 6'10 point guard who everybody said you're going to change the game? You get a hundred and seventy seven million dollar contract and then this playoff series happens and then the next one. And then after that, you're done. You know what I mean? You show flashes, but. It's crazy, man. It really is. And, and and now, like, you know, it's going to be more stories that's going to come out now. You know, I mean, like, I, you think about it. Him and Joel and B were supposed to be the cornerstones for years to come. They were the two biggest things of the process. And now he's like a joke in the eyes of some. I mean, he can't even get traded right now, you know, so. No value. No value. I mean, I, I think it's a sad situation. And like Bradley, now my question is, and you and I, we talked about it before. I wonder if he paid Brad, you know what I mean? You know, and I, I don't mean? know. Yeah, we <laughs> don't know. I mean, but that's sad, man. It's just really sad. It's sad that people clowning him like that now. Can I add something to it really fast here, Keith? Mm-hmm. Uh, also yeah. in there, the detail says, uh, uh, Nets still have to deal with the Simmons issue. Here's an executive uh, that in the league that pointed out Brooklyn had questions and problems with Kyrie and KD from an organizational standpoint, but at least those guys could play. They were good. Ben has been less than good, end quote. And, and that's, that's really a problem. When you go from being a three-time All-Star, a two-time or two- or three-time All-Defensive performer, and also in third team all NBA performer as well. This is a very, very, very quick fall from grace from what he was. There may have been a lot of questions about him. One thing that we never questioned was his effort. While he may not have put points on the board when we wanted him to in a certain way that we wanted him to, uh, defensively, you knew we were going to get a lot and he was still going to give you 17 points with the assist and rebounds out there on the floor. Now you get seven. You know, you're still getting the rebounds and assists. And sometimes it's just, it's, it's really hard to watch from afar, as you pointed out. There's some taking joy in it, as you talked about, Sixer fans, because it's just, they can't stand them. But this is really bad for him. And as you mentioned, he can't get traded, but it was probably best for him, Keith, at the deadline to be moved. And they couldn't do it if they tried, I'm saying. Yeah, but they yeah, the problem is who's going to take that salary. I mean, you know, a lot of people criticize or critical of Tobias Harris's contract. I mean, they say he's making so much money, right? Too much money, some people say. But Ben Simmons right now's contract is 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 rough, man. 
it's tough. You can't like, you know, he he the guy doesn't even close out games right now. He he he's playing when when he played the Sixers, he played what eleven minutes? No, the game after he played the Sixers, he played like eleven minutes off the and bench. Made, off the bench, but he has a hundred and seventy-seven million dollar contract. You know, and and like it's like to a point where I was when I was in uh. When when I was in uh and at the All Star game, I was talking to a source, and I said, "Is the general manager going to get fired over this?" And they was like, "Nah, nah, he'll be fine, he'll be fine." But it raises those type of questions, like the Kyrie and KD experiment didn't work out. I mean, Mikael Bridges right now is their best player. He's good, but Ben Simmons is supposed to be their best player. You understand what I'm saying? It's like. It's crazy. I have a question with that because not only I want to ask you, Keith, is he fixable and why he may not be in this particular situation? They also extended Jock Vaughn earlier in the week. And with that extension, Keith, if you remember after their last game, they said they have to figure out how to use him because it's tough to use him with certain guards on the floor. It's tough to use him with certain bigs on the floor, certain wings. That's that's an indictment on Ben Simmons when the head coach, Jock Vaughn, is saying these things out loud. And remember, the thing where he got smacked in the face and he mm-hmm. missed the game and Jock Vaughn went off and started talking about how it was a back issue and this. You could tell Jock Vaughn the one thing that kept being put out there, Keith, was the rolling of the eyes from mm-hmm. Jock Vaughn. So we'll talk about that. Is he fixable? And why I say not in this particular situation that he's currently in in Brooklyn. We'll tap into it next right here, Locked On 76ers. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back to you if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel lets everyone know that you, yet you can combine bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 on bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com backslash locked on. That's fanduel.com backslash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On NBA, Locked On Now, pardon me, podcast, nightly, ex- nightly recaps of Every NBA game with analysis from our local experts is free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, uh, why is he fixable? Why is he not fixable? I'll go on the side of, if you don't mind me starting saying why he's not fixable. I'll say at least for right now because of his situation and where he is. Uh, We talked about at the end of the first segment, I don't think the partnership right now with Jock Vaughn is, is where he needs to be. And then you couple in the fact that he's going to be on the floor a lot if he's a starter again with Nick Claxton. And Claxton has had a tremendous year, a a bust-out type of season. 
and he's doing everything on the defensive end. He's scoring. He's having some really good success. And neither one of those two guys uh, can shoot free throws. You can't have them both on the floor at the same time. But as far as the head coach goes, he seemed to be on board early on. And remember, he's an assistant coach, so he sees some of the things that maybe the head coach at the time, Steve Nash, did not because he's so invested in helping them do certain things along with some of the player development guys. And it wasn't working again. We saw it. Uh, and Nets fans were encouraged. But even I didn't think it would be this bad that he's doing. So I don't think it's fixable because of where he is. And now those fans are starting to turn on him. His teammates seem to still encourage him. But I just don't think it's the right spot for him. I think the city is too big. The expectations with Brooklyn, how they fail with Durant and Irving being traded, those three never hit the ground running the way that it was anticipated or expected. And with them going, as you pointed out, he's supposed to be the face of the franchise now, and he's not. He needs to go to a smaller market team, get out of the limelight, try to fix himself there. And I that's not going to happen this year. And I don't know what's going to change in the offseason for him to find a new home to do just that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you raise great points. I mean, the, the bad part about this is, you know, Jock Vaughn is basically took the approach like, look, it ain't my problem. I'm not the one who traded for him. Y'all got to figure it out. We're trying to win games right about now, right? Yeah, they're still in the top six in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Yeah, exactly. They they trying to yeah they're number one trying to be in the play-in tournament. Yeah, yeah, they're number five right now. Like, yeah, they're ahead of the uh, Knicks. But see, here's the thing to me. This is the crazy part. So when you look at what Doc Rivers said, and he kind of threw him under the bus. Joel kind of threw him under the bus, right? But the stuff that he's he went through with them, and he didn't want to play anymore here. Like this is that's like a slap in the wrist compared to what he's getting now. I mean, like yo, they just straight benching the dude. He doesn't start. I mean, like benching him in force. He doesn't start, and the coach is basically killing him in the media. Like, you know, he's not like, you know, Doc will be like, hey, nothing wrong with his shooting. We don't want him to shoot. Oh, you guys don't know basketball. This dude is straight like, yo, he has to want it. He has to this. He has to do that, right? So I don't know if Ben, the scary part is Ben wanted out of Philadelphia because of what they said and said it couldn't be, you know, it couldn't repair the relationships. Now this dude is killing them worse than ever, than ever he received here. So I don't know, like you said, I don't know if he can, if he could play here. And I'll be honest with you. I don't at halftime against the Sixers game at the Sixers game. I saw him and Maxie talking mid court for a long time. And I, pretty sure Ben wasn't if they were talking about his situation I'm pretty sure he wasn't glowing about it so he's a little frustrated over it um you know and and the thing is the way that he's playing and how far he dropped um it's going to be tough now the one thing I will say is if he gets in the lab and he just works and does some real work 
instead of like just driving the lane and dunking and all this other stuff, you would think that it would get better. But the problem is he's been in the league so long and he has so many bad habits that it's hard to adjust. But I'm with you. If it does happen, he has to go elsewhere. He has to leave. Yeah, smaller market, it, it has to be, you know, Orlando, San Antonio. I know that's been a name that's talked about in other places. And um, Charlotte, you, you know what I mean? He has to go to a much smaller market in order to start to thrive again and become the player that he probably still believes that he is. And the last thing, and then we'll move on. When he said at the end of the last game that they played or the second to last game they played before the All-Star break, Keith, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it word for word. Uh, this is, I'm just basically remembering what he pointed out, which was they asked him about him being back to himself. And he said, it's going to take a while for me to get back to myself. It's probably not going to happen this year. What? <laughs> you yeah. know, it's another yeah. excuse. It's a playoff team that needs you. And unless it's something injury related or who knows, maybe it's still the mental health issues that he's having. That's not what you want to hear. It's just not. I do think it's still, I do think his back is messed up more than he's letting on. But yeah, you probably don't want to hear that. Um, you know, taking that year off, you know, he's a little rusty or he was, but I mean, yeah, it's nothing you don't want to hear. But I do think that his back is worse than he's letting on. Yeah. Uh, not a good situation. Fixable or not, we will find out. Can he do it there? We will find out. We'll find out what's going on with Nate McMillan and the Atlanta Hawks because they let him go. And uh, we both have theories on why that is. While they have underachieved, this might have been a bit excessive. We'll get into it next right here. Final segment, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens here with you. Keith, uh, the Atlanta Hawks fired head coach Nate McMillan. The Atlanta Hawks underachieving right now in the uh, NBA standings as it stands right now. They are currently in the Eastern Conference in the eighth spot in the play-in tournament at 29-30. and 30. They have lost six of their last ten. They are on a two-game losing streak. And things are not looking up for them at this time. Nate McMillan took over as full-time head coach after that Sixers series, which they won. And since then, once again, they have underachieved. This is now two coaches during the Trey Young era. And now you start to look at it. I'm not the biggest Trey Young fan. I understand his talent. I understand what he does. This has a lot to do with him. Maybe the roster construction, maybe a whole bunch of things. John Collins' name is always in trade rumors. They just traded for Sadiq Bey. DeAndre Hunter's a very good player, as we, as we know. Clint Capella is a valuable center in this league today. 
You traded for DeJounte Murray in the offseason to partner up with Trey Young and form this dynamic backcourt, but it hasn't resulted in enough wins where they are out of the playoffs. Uh, picture for the top six right now they have to play in the playing tournament to get in this is a Trey Young problem for me it's two coaches now two coaches and I think this is more on him than it was on the coach it cannot continue to be the coach in my opinion when I look at a player like Trey Young who is yes he fits today's style of play with the scoring the three-point shooting and all his defense is a problem while he may have assists he is we have seen Numerous times where stories have come out about him butting heads with his teammates, specifically John Collins. Keith, for me, man, this is a Trey Young thing, and uh, I don't understand why the – and I understand just because he's an all-star player, he's a superstar, he's the face of their franchise. They're not going anywhere, in my opinion, with Trey Young. And uh, Quinn Snyder, all kinds of names they can throw out there as replacements. Something needs to change with him as the – face of this franchise and lead guy for that team. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's a tough situation because you hear all the stories of the players who didn't get along with them um, or don't get along with them. I, I felt like, you know, he, he just made it a tough situation. Now, again, you know, Nate can be one of those guys who after a while he'll wear on players. You know what I mean? That's two years. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, but he can. But like, it's been two years. You're right. But I, I, I remember when we went. I went there earlier in the year, and the, the pregame press conference where they were asking Nate about him wanting to step down. Like he was getting frustrated over yeah. there, and it was like, from what you hear, the reports was he was frustrated over Trey. They didn't get along. And it's kind of sad because when you look at it, you know, I felt like Atlanta was lucky to get Nate million, mill, uh, Nate McMillian as a coach. You know, here's a guy who he took him to the he took him to the uh, to the NFC. I mean, yeah, NBA, uh, Eastern Conference Championship Finals. So it's kind of like this is a great coach, and. You know, you guys losing people, and, and then you got this other guy who is just – if he doesn't – like one game, they wanted him to come off the bench because he was returning from an injury. I remember and he, that. And he refused to play. I remember that. Like, yo, it's going to be tough on the next person. And let's face it, the Atlanta market, you know, it's hot Atlanta, it's great, but that ain't exactly a great basketball market. So – and it's like – it's not a great free agent destination either. So if you're a coach, you're saying to yourself, like, why I want to go there? You know, it's hard. It's going to be hard for me to draw players. So I don't know. I'm with you, man. Like, it, it, it has a lot to do with the the player. And I guess, you know, it's one of those things where typically you do choose the player nowadays over the coaches. But – this is the second coach they got that they got let go because of the second Absolutely. one. Yep. Absolutely. Um <laughs> Trey Young, man. It's Trey Young. That's their problem. And right now, Keith, when I look at them as a possible team that would get hot and get into the postseason, if the Sixers haven't ha- have to play them, they wouldn't scare me. Nah, nah. I mean, 
Nah, they wouldn't scare me either at all. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. All right, man. Listen, that'll do it for us here on this particular episode of Locked On 76ers. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Next episode, we got to talk to you about the Sixers and their tough stretch that they have upcoming once they begin on Thursday against the Memphis Grizzlies. But now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday. It's in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keep in mind letting the good folks know where they can find us. Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcast, but make sure you click on the Liberty Bell. That way you can become our new subscriber. And I'm talking about the Liberty Bell when you do our YouTube channel, right? You can also listen to my man D tonight, the Divine Giving Show from 6 to uh, 10 p.m., right, on 97.5 FM. You can also follow D on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer. All right, man, that'll do it for us. We will talk to you later. Keith, thanks, man, always. Peace, bro, peace.